Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Ultimate Goal. I know it's been a while, a whole summer, without um your favorite podcast action, but we're back. Um, consider this season two, episode one. No more Cody and Evan. I'm Joe Casey, co-hosting this podcast with my wonderful mate, Michael Clapperud. I'm Michael Clapperud. I'm a freshman communications major here, and I'm also on the baseball team as well. There it is. There's Michael in a nutshell. Um, and I'm your other co-host. I'm Joe Casey, also a communications major. Um, me and Michael both do the broadcasting here at Endicott. Michael does some football PA. So we're pretty involved with the sports here at Endicott, kind of know what we're talking about. And yeah, this was uh, Cody Shalafu and Evan Alfano's project last year, kind of their baby, kind of their thing. So shout out to them. We'll have them on the show sometime at some point. But shout out to them for their efforts and getting this kind of kickstarted. Me and Mike are wicked excited to start. And obviously they graduated. They are on to bigger and better things now. So it's ours. Me and Michael's, it's kind of our baby now. And we're going to start rolling with it. Um, basically, first episode, kind of just introducing ourselves, you know, getting, getting back into the whole podcast grind. We're going to do some reviews of the week of Endicott Sports. Started this week. Amazing week of sports. We had a we kind of dominated this week, honestly. It's no news. No, no crazy news here. But we... Uh, we, we definitely dominated. It was, a good, it was a good week back. No more masks. COVID's looking a lot better, especially here on campus. We had big crowds, good turnouts. It was just, it was a good, it was a good week in sports here. Yeah, definitely all the games were great atmospheres, especially the football game. Uh, I know a bunch of the people in the athletic department were talking about the crowd and the great atmosphere. The crowd was nuts. The yeah. crowd was good. It was great to see no masks and uh, everyone being I know, safe. I felt like a real, like a real crowd for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, it was it was awesome to see. Like I felt like I got obviously, I got we both got high school years cut short, and like just those crowds of just even like high school games I miss, and this is even bigger and a next step than that. So it was sweet. Yeah, just seeing just seeing uh, everyone there, just yeah, uh, some chills. Honestly. Did you did you do PA for football? or Did you announce football on Saturday? Um, so I was a spotter. I was with a guy doing PA, and oh, okay. I also mixed in with him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so he just kind so of so he was did, like helping you out yeah, a little so bit. He was like the first quarter, then I just kind of took over after that. Oh yeah, because uh, I don't know, he's showing me what like the ropes and stuff. Were. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you did good then, bro. I was listening to the whole time. I was like, I can't tell if this is Mike or not. I couldn't tell the whole time. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, um, definitely different. That but not actually really good. Was he? Yeah, good. That's good to hear. I mean, I'm glad you got involved in that already. Like. You said you did PA before, right? In high school. Yeah, I did it with uh, football, soccer, and basketball. So I oh, had a sweet. Experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely something good to, to good to get into. When I first applied for broadcasting, I thought they were gonna have me do some PA, and I was like, I've never done that before, but like, I'll do whatever. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I ended up not really doing that, but I, I kind of like I want to do broadcasting more anyway. I like that better. Yeah, but no, that's definitely sweet. You you definitely did a good job there on Saturday. Um, but yeah, football. Hey, huge first win, big comeback too at halftime. Yeah, down 14-6 at half. I yeah. mean, the offense came out a little slow, kind of feeling it out. First yeah, I think that was just the first – I think it was, yeah, I think it was the first game kind of jitters and bugs. You need to, like, yeah. stretch those out. I, I mean, we'll talk about soccer later, but I announced soccer games, and I saw the same thing. I was mentioning my broadcast. I was like, these kids are wicked talented, and they're going to be a wicked good team, and I cannot wait. But you can – for both sides on both games, you can definitely see there's some preseason rust and some, like, haven't had a real team in, like, two years. 
Yeah. Also, I think it's just having people in the crowd again. I mean, yeah, that too. Yeah, I saw on Twitter they've been having like a countdown of like 651 days since like their last game. Their last game. They're so, ready. Yeah, they were ready. And and the second half we saw it the most. First half, like you said, kind of slow. Not not the best. I mean, not the best half in the world. What are you gonna say? But they went in. They made the changes they needed to, and they dominated in the second half. I think yeah. it was 21 nothing straight. Yeah, 21 answered. Yeah. I definitely saw like um, some of the guys in the box were telling me about how uh, Endicott's up tempo offense really catches defenses off guard. And oh, really? You really see that how. Yeah, they started moving in the second half. They were really yeah, moving. Defense was scrambling. Yeah. You could tell they were, uh, St. Lawrence was kind of getting winded too. Just Yeah, they pressure. couldn't keep up in the second half. They constant could not. Yeah. St. Lawrence, they looked good, honestly. They had, they, did you see that? Did you see that catch in the first half? That was, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, that was, amazing. I was, I was like, bro, this team is like, yeah, this team is legit. Big. That kid was really big. Yeah. They called it back. Unfortunately, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, a uh, kid on St. Lawrence, I wish I knew his name. I don't, um, made an unbelievable catch at the end of the first half. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was near the end of the first and it was, it looked like to be a 50, 50 ball. Didn't really know, but they called it back for OPI offensive pass interference. It was a, it was an amazing catch though. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, Endicott defense also four turnovers, like huge, huge. Yeah. They kept just like not only were they beating them down offensively and moving the ball, like they couldn't stand a chance on offense. Like they were just we we're just getting takeaways left and right. Yeah, they were fueled by their safety Joe Padgett. He had seven tackles and an interception. And yeah, a huge pass breakup on a fourth down. Yeah, it was. I saw James Day a couple times too. He was making. Yeah. I think he had. Um, he definitely had an interception. He had a wicked athletic interception, I'm yes. pretty sure. And then he had some huge pass breakups. That secondary is good, though. Their secondary yeah, is keep, really good. They keep the quarterback in check. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, Endicott football, 1 0. They play again this Friday, the 10th at 7. Yeah. Friday Night Lights, WPI, first Friday Night Lights game. I think the crowd will be nuts for that too. I think it's supposed to be nice yeah, out. Be a great atmosphere. I think it might even be better. Like yeah. people are gonna be excited out for another night game. Um, I think that I think that'll be definitely uh yeah, that'll be exciting. That'll be definitely exciting. Um, but yeah, that was football. And it got football one and over St. Lawrence, 27-14, just good win overall. Another win in the books for women's soccer. Women's soccer, um, they beat Springfield one to nothing. Great game by them. I wasn't actually at that game. I was there was some sort of broadcaster mix up, but we I wasn't at. I will usually be calling women's soccer games. I'll do men and women in the fall. I was not at this particular game due to some miscommunication, but I heard they came out firing. I heard they were just dominant. I mean, they won one nothing, but I heard that they were dominant. Springfield had a good opportunity in the I want to say 70 of something minute and um. And they had a good opportunity, but our goalie made a, a sweet save. Sweet, sweet save. Kind of kept us in it there. Um, but, yeah, yeah one nothing. Yeah, I think uh, just for all sports, honestly. Yeah. Um, you just have to, like, it all matters, like, when you start. You want to keep the, keep the defense or your opponent on their heels and just control your game and make sure. That Men's soccer, too, I saw. Their energy was unreal, unmatched. Especially they lost to Wheaton 4-1 to one on Sunday. But Friday – they tied St. Joe's, and right you you could see right away they're putting on their heels. St. Joe's goalie made a horrible mistake for the boys, um, and gave a ball right to one of our midfielders, Joe Kusak, who took a long shot and like just missed. It was so close; he just missed wide. But we put them on their heels right away, and I think if they can like keep that up, if teams in general, that's what like you said, all sports like 
they can keep that up, they're going to be, that's going to be scary. Yeah. It's also a big thing with energy. If you can, you can um, match or exceed the expectations of energy from another team, it really like puts them down and realize like it's going to be constant pressure throughout the game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, also shout out to congrats to Riley Riscatelli, uh, freshman. She scored her first collegiate goal for the, for the goals. Uh, that she was obviously the game winner. Put that one away. We love to see obviously freshmen coming in and making an impact right away. I mean, it's a good sign for the program. It's a good sign for the next four years. It's good for them. It's just it's it's all around. It's awesome. Right. I saw it with. We'll get into well, actually. We'll just jump into men's soccer right now because we're kind of on that topic. Yeah. Um. Same thing. Oh, the the one thing I took away from those this game the um the soccer games this week was the freshman ability. The kids like. The I think there was like six freshmen that ended up playing throughout the weekend. Um, Camden Rigney is a kid, a freshman, comes in, is playing central center back out of three. They're they're playing a three man back, so they already don't have the support. I mean, they have some, they had some wing support. They're missing up their formation a little bit, but they have a they have only three at the back. And he was leading their defense. He was their anchor in the middle. Like he was running kids down. Who probably there's a there's one kid from St. Joe's who's a grad student who scored. And this kid looked like he was 26 years old. And you're Camden Rigney coming in, probably 18 years old, just chasing him down and giving, giving him hell, like, the whole time. Yeah, that, that must be great to see for the coach. Just uh, just the, not really lack of experience, more of just, like, ready to play. And exactly, like, right, like, first, first college experience playing, playing sports and coming in and being competitive and winning a job, a starting job, yeah. and, like, also, Kyle Rosa won the uh, won the job. He's a freshman. Um, the goalie job. Kid had a, a spectacular weekend. He like okay, they let up four goals against Wheaton. They're all set. One was a penalty kick that he saved and it went in the net. He literally got a tip on it on a penalty kick. Uh, one was a corner kick. That was like a strong header. Like you, I mean, you're not gonna be perfect. Like no one. Yeah. But he had an insane game against St. Joe's on Friday. Or yeah, St. Joe's on Friday. He there was it was zero zero at the time. He made one break. The kid was just on a straight breakaway, and he just met, he just met him at the top of the eighteen and stuffed him. There just there was just no chance. He was aggressive. He was super fast. He was just yeah. He just he impressed me to be honest. He was he was one of the most impressive things I saw out of the soccer games. But St. Uh, Joe's on Friday was a one-one tie. Um, shout out to Ryan Archer. Ryan Archer, another freshman, scored the goal for Endicott on Friday. Came in as a sub late seventy-ish minute seventies probably. Um, and off a corner kick, just came running in near post and just got a foot on it, went right in. So shout out Ryan Archer. He played well. Uh, Max McCurdy came in and started. Um, who else? Elijah Wilson was starting. Um, Cole Ferguson got some time. Uh, who else? There's a ton of freshmen that played. Yeah, I think it's just a testament to how hard they work. I mean, they were on campus before, uh, all, all, yeah, all of us, yeah. yeah and they were just they've been putting in work. Yeah, they've been like and they clearly just have staying engaged and like just outworking people. And how it must be a great thing as a coach to be to be able to recruit these kids and work so hard to recruit these kids and then they come out and they end up playing for like meaning really meaningful minutes and really like yeah. really good minutes for this team. And you went did all that hard work recruiting them and it paid off. Like now you got kids for the next four years that are going to provide for you every season. Yeah, and then once they're seniors, they're going to provide the same experience that your seniors are now. Yes. It's, yeah. it's just going to be huge. Yeah. As a coach, it's definitely going to be – you're going to gain more confidence when the game is late and you have 
just limited time on the clock. And yeah, and more more energy. I mean, I was just saying in the broadcast too, stamina is one of the best, like the most underrated parts of like maybe any sport, but soccer especially, because there's you, there's no stopping. There's no there's no there's no whistles. I mean, there's whistles, yeah, but you put it down and take a free kick and you're running again. Like they're running like nonstop. So stamina, having that many subs and having the ability to bring in people that have so much experience and have so much skill and be able to provide so much is is just such a huge advantage and it's gonna put them over the edge against a lot of teams. Wheaton was a little bit of a different story. We, we lost uh, four to one. It was one nothing pretty early off of a corner. And then we responded with a penalty kick. By the way, on that penalty, penalty kick, Joe Mee from the, he's a sophomore, uh, is one of, their, one of their better players, one of their um, playmakers. He put away a, such a nice penalty, penalty shot. He did the whole. I don't know if you did. I don't know if you watched soccer at all this summer, like the Euros or whatever. Yeah. But there's this guy, Jorginho, on uh, Italy, and they ended up winning the Euros. And he had a, he's like known for his penalty kick. He's like a stutter step. It reminded me of that. And I think he caught the goalie so off guard. The goalie literally dove before he was even like close to shooting. And he just a wide open net. So that was shout out Joe. That was a sweet. That was a sweet penalty kick. Just catching the goalie off guard. Yeah, it's like that goalie was lost. Lots. There's also a couple plays. We had a couple. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I know uh, there's a defender, Hayden Lasky, did it once. Uh, and I want to say maybe Elijah Wilson, someone else. They were just there was a couple plays where they just ruined their defenders. They had some. They had some moves where they were just like quick with their feet and they just left their defenders in the dust. I was. I literally almost like laughed out loud on stream because the crowd went nuts. It was awesome. I was just, I was loving it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they did suffer a tough loss. They put in a couple other, they, they put in another goal. I was like, okay, it was only one goal lead. And then they got a penalty kick that Wheaton did. And then they're like, okay, now all of a sudden you're down two. Yeah. And then they put another one in late and I'm just like, whatever, not the best, best game. But like we said earlier, it was, it's, it's the rust. I, I genuinely think that Wheaton was a good soccer team and that it was a good test for Endicott. It's a good competition. But like middle of the season, those kids are so talented that like they they can compete with anyone. Yeah, that's like, just that's I'm just not they experience. right like they they should take it and learn from it and like use it to their advantage. But they shouldn't be worried about this one game. Like exactly, they're gonna get so much better. They're not gonna they weren't gonna go undefeated. Like they're really good and they're gonna get a lot better this season. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited to see that. I didn't think we would be able to put up four on us like that. Our defense was really good still. Um, but like I said, learning experience, move on, and um, they're gonna get better anyway. So only gonna get better. Um, which one did we went from uh, that one? So oh, um, cross country had a meet. Uh, I forget what day it was on. Last week at some point. Yeah, not sure when, but um, yeah, they did good. I mean, I think these teams won, right? Yeah, the, they, yeah, they beat uh, Gordon College, beat yep. the host. And, oh, Battle of North Shore, that's what I was yeah. looking for. I was like, I couldn't find it, but because Gordon's our, our neighbor and Wenham over there, Battle of the North Shore, that is, yep. Yep, and then the women's cross-country team also won Battle of the North Shore. Yep, they beat Gordon and Salve. Yeah, it's their third consecutive uh, Oh, they won, yeah, they won, yeah, again, another dominant team for Endicott. Like, yeah. like those are your, these are arguably our two biggest rivals through all sports. And to beat him three years in a row, which is like with like no competition, it's like, yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about that? And um, both um, top finishers are freshmen and sophomore for both um, men's and women's. Oh, okay. 
So uh, both are looking really strong for the next uh, yeah. three or four years. That's an, that's an insane. Colin Costa. Wow, that's a sick time. Yeah. 16.22 for five kilometers. That's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, and his collegiate debut as well. Yeah, his first, yeah again, again, the freshman. Freshman of the wave of this episode. Um, NRL Michael Clapperud on the baseball team. We're going to see his, his talent come springtime. I know the baseball team has a lot of good freshmen too. So yeah. um, it's a def- very definitely very a good strong. class. Definitely a good class. But yeah, that Colin Costa that time, 1622 is, is ridiculous. Like we, for sport, like I played, I played soccer, I swam and I played volleyball in high school and we'd have to do a pretty good amount of conditioning. And I didn't mind running. I was actually kind of good at long distance running, short, dis- short distance running, not so much, but long distance running, kind of my, kind of my strong suit. And I can't imagine just running five kilometers just like that. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, when I'm back at home, uh, a couple of my friends run cross country. I see them running all the time. Yeah. They're running miles on miles, either yeah. at night, in the morning. It's, it's a grind. It's a grind. Yeah, that's and crazy. I got respect. I got respect for those guys. Yeah. Who, like, running, like, I would do it, but, like, I never enjoyed it. I remember, like, oh, this is, like, awesome. Like, I love running yeah, I for, like, like exactly. destroying my lungs. It's, and they put they put up with it every day. So, yeah, cross country, that's a grind. They won again. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Cassandra Cosma, too. That's a bit, that's a 20 minutes for five kilometers again. That's just like a ridiculous time. That's that's crazy. But yeah, I'll be interested to see. Again, I don't really know how much cross country works. I think they just have like I think they just have meets. Like this yeah, was like the Battle of North Shore. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming they'll be dominant again. I mean, they always are. What it what is there else to expect? Hill talkie too, talk about dominance. Oh my god. They year in year in and year out they dominate and they've only had one game so far, but dominated WPI three nothing. Like that's a for Phil talk, that's a pretty good margin. Like you didn't let up a single goal and you and you put up a three spot, like yeah, just coming out firing right off the bat. I mean, just wasted no time in the early in the season. Like yeah, wasted no time. That, like there's no like step down, like it's only gonna no. go up from here. Oh yeah, no, they're in they're in trouble. The rest of the, the rest of the division three field hockey's in trouble. I don't remember. The, I don't remember the last time I didn't hear like field hockey being just, just nasty. Like every year they're so good. I don't even know. Like I went to a few field hockey games in high school. I don't even like know how it works. I don't understand the rules. I'd be lost if I was yeah, broadcasting it. I'd be too. lost. Yeah, me too. I, Shout I out John know. Sylvia, but yes. Um. Uh. But yeah, I don't know much about field hockey at all but we're filthy at it and we always dominate. So I love it. I'm just like, let's go more school spirit. Just like, winning Hey, is winning. winning is winning. I love to win yeah. my school. If my school is really good at field hockey, then so be it. I, I don't care how much I know about it. They're dominant. Yep. Um, Jenna Seibold, two goals season debut. I mean, she was um, good last year too. I mean, obviously all these girls are good, but she was a goal scorer for them last year. And then already putting up two leading, leading the goals to victory. So shout out her. Great game there. Um, yeah, that's field hockey. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm going to get better at knowing it. To all my field hockey fans, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the rules down. I'm going to get more information on it. I'm going to try to broadcast it at some point. Um, we'll see. But what I do know about field hockey is that they're really, really good, and they're going to be really, really good. And the CCC and the rest of Division Three field hockey should just be warned. I'll say that right now. Um, yeah. There's field hockey and uh, oh, women's volleyball, women's volleyball. So they, again, I mean, I, I love all of our teams are just, are just always good. Like there's, there's nothing else to it. Like there's no, comp- it, it, sometimes 
like we we had some we have some rivalries we had some tough games and we have this and that but like year in year out Endicott's always there yeah like always yeah I know you're being you're being a freshman probably don't know that exactly I've only been here a year but being even a part of this like sports information team just like you get a feel that we're just good like we're just really good when I went to uh, come to the compliance meeting last week, and oh, yeah. as like a player, uh, just all the uh, sports directors and like informational people are just like just fully invested in oh this, yeah the sports program and showing it's a like, great group. Uh, just like one fact that they shared, which was eye opening for me, was just every single sports team last year, even though it was COVID, but still they made it to the CCC playoffs. Right. Yeah. So every every team. team. Yeah. Isn't that insane? And the baseball team, in my opinion, would have been CCC champions they yeah, got, they if they got hot. to play. They were, 10, they were winning 10 out of their last 11. Yeah, they were so hot. So hot. Oh, they, they were swinging the bat well. Sal, they did not stand a chance. No. Not at all. But disappointing, but COVID happens, life happens, and you guys are going to rip it up this year. So yeah, we'll you'll make up for it. You'll definitely be back. I have all the faith in that. Um, but, yeah, back to women's volleyball. Speaking about being good, of course. Um, they beat Southern Maine. Uh, it wasn't close. It was 3-0. And, um, yeah, volleyball's a sport. I got I know we got um, an announcer for volleyball. I was, I'm going to do boys volleyball in the spring, I think. I played volleyball in high school. It's like my favorite sport. It was my favorite sport to play. It's one of my favorite sports to watch. And I'm just excited for this team because they're mean. They dominated Southern Maine. Um, I just love watching volleyball. Have, do you have any, like, experience with volleyball at all? Yeah, I love, I love playing volleyball. Volleyball yeah. is so fun. Even, so, like, it was, like, hard to get good at it, but, like, even playing just, like, pick up with, like, your friends always yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, like, I don't know. It's just being, like, having fun and just being, like, athletic and just yeah, just kind of on, like, a summer like a summer evening yeah, yeah. playing volleyball. That's pretty fun. Exactly. And these kids get to do it for – for competition is just like I'm I'm jealous, yeah. but I, I love I love to watch them, so I can't wait. You see, uh, you see the um the spike we had. Yeah, I think EC Gulls posted it on Instagram. I I do remember it was Cat Ross. She murdered a spike. She murdered a spike. I gotta I gotta find it. Hold up. Um, yeah, she uh she went up. I saw a video. She she's playing middle at the time. I think I, I think that's her position mainly, but uh. She went up and just demolished a ball. It was awesome. If you want to see what I'm talking about, uh, look up EC Golds on Instagram. It was posted four days ago now, so that would have been what day is it? Uh, that would have been the second. But yeah, dude. Yeah. That was nice. mean. Yeah, that, that's definitely hard to return. Yeah, uh, that poor girl just went right off her face. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to leave a mark. But yeah. That's, that's one thing that's, that always always fascinated fascinated me with volleyball the reaction time. Oh, I know. Uh, for those spikes, uh, it's nuts. It's nuts. And those libero's go through. I mean, that girl's got a, a punch to the face yeah. <laughs> with that ball. Like they go through it. They're tough. They're tough girls out there. But um, yeah, shout out Cat Ross for that. That was a that brought me uh, brought me back to high school time. And just got me all got me all rowdy and excited for no reason when I watched it. So yeah, yeah, but that's good. They also went to um Springfield they played some they played it like an invitational thing it was like a mini tournament thing I think just they just played two games they lost to Springfield um but then they bounced back and beat uh Skidmore so they're two and one um they're still going to be filthy even though but I was just thinking about this when I was looking at the scores and stuff we lost to Springfield but Springfield is like like 
they're always filthy at volleyball. They always have been, boys and girls. Like, yeah, I that is some good competition. It's a good test for them early. I mean, it's, it's always good to get like good competition in and like getting used to the season and stuff. But um, yeah, just like boys, boys soccer. I mean, just yeah, just facing adversity early in the season just only gonna uh, only gonna it help. It makes you closer with your team and realize yeah. like you're not gonna be able to do it by yourself. You got to do it with your team. And right. It's huge. Right. So that was definitely huge for them facing such a good team off the bat and Springfield. I mean, um, Springfield girls, six-time conference champion. Uh, they went to the quarterfinals of the D3, excuse me, D3 um, volleyball tournament three times, been to the quarterfinals. Like they're no joke. They are not, they are national threats every single year. The boys, in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2017, and 2018, all won the Division Three national titles. National. Like, yeah, that's, that, like, that's legit. They won three in a row, 2012, 13, 14, and then again won two in a row, 17, 18. Like, dominance. That's like, we were, ta- we were talking about Endicott. Like, that's, that's like national. Like, they're no joke. Yeah, that's big time. That's, yeah. That's like uh, Alabama in football. Literally, dude, much. literally the Patriots. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're just, that's just crazy. Like imagine being, I know it's only D3 and it's not like, it's not like these professional sports, but like imagine just being a part of that program, being house. that coach, just like, yeah, it must be unreal, unreal. But yeah, so Endicott girls did fall to Springfield, but like I said, their program has been something else for years now, both sides, Yeah, both sides of the ball there. Um, but yeah, women's volleyball will bounce back. They're always good. And I just can't wait to go to a game. I love watching volleyball. And um, I'm excited to see what they'll do this year for sure. Well, yeah, that is the recap for this last week. That's kind of what we've been going through. A little to little, a little bit of look ahead. Today is we're recording this on the 6th. It's Monday. Um, this upcoming week, we got two women's volleyball games coming up, which would be good. Uh, Wednesday and Friday. Then we have, as me and Michael mentioned, football under the lights on Friday night, 7 to 10. That's on the 10th. Uh, so the 8th, volleyball. The 10th, volleyball and football. And then on Sunday, there's another boys' soccer game against Framingham State. So we'll be back in action at the Nest. Um, th- those are the home games that, are, um, that we have going on this week. Little little look ahead. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Are you doing PA again for football? Yeah, so I'm going to be there every home game. Uh, oh, sweet. Just, just seeing um, what uh, my partner, Mike, what he wants to do. Right. Work together. and just uh, It's just a great environment to be around. Oh, yeah. So just see from, like, the point of view of, like, the people in the box. It's it's really cool. And some people don't, like, understand that, but it's it's really official up there. Oh, yeah. No, they, they – the school does take things very seriously, which is, like, good to be around. It's, like, they take it, like, a – like a real professional environment. Like, like in our eyes, we're not some D3 school. That's like, we're, we're not to be messed with, especially like in the office and the behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Like we're just, it's just not something to mess with. But yeah, that's our, that's our future look into the rest of this week. So everybody around the nest, go visit volleyball, go visit football on Friday night. And then Sunday, um, you guys can either go to the game or you can watch me broadcast not watch me but listen through the stream watch the broadcast i like to think that i'm pretty entertaining so there's that <laughs> there is my own uh little personal push for the day 
Um, but yeah, I think we're just going to wrap it up in a second. Um, something we're going to do, or else I'm going to do, I think Michael will do it with but me. I'm going to do a uh, moment of the week. So this past week, we just reviewed what kind of my favorite moment was. Michael will have a favorite moment. We'll kind of just finish it off. That'll, that'll be how we finish off our episodes. Um, I'll go first. Um, I got a, I had a few that I was, I was thinking of. Um, obviously, we had a huge week. Um, I had a few I was thinking of. I'll, I'll say my favorite moment of the week. We already kind of talked about it, but um, Joe Meafum's penalty kick was, was absurd. I loved it. I was, got me super excited. It, it wasn't even like it was the craziest penalty kick you've ever seen. It was just, it was just put together super nicely. And just a, as a soccer fan, it's, it's exactly what you want to see. It yeah. was just, it was just class. Like that's just nothing gets you more hyped than something like that. Yeah. So that was mine. That was my favorite moment of the week. Did you have one? Um, I wouldn't say like a particular play, but I would just say once the football team like left the locker room and came running out, I mean, yeah, it kind of gave me chills. Like my first, first, college, first college football game, yep. being a student, uh, just realizing that's back. I mean, after not after having a season in 2020, yeah. having, having such hard times here, especially here on like campus, like, yeah, just knowing a couple of the guys like meeting them. Um, yeah. The quarterbacks from my hometown. It's, it's oh, just really? really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it was yeah, a great environment. Yeah, it's awesome. It just it was awesome on Friday. It was awesome on Saturday. Great energy there. Great way to start the season. And um yeah, that was that was our moments of the week. And like like I said, it doesn't have to be it won't be a specific play, could be a moment, might not have to do anything with sports one week. Like it's just whatever I think, ever what we think that's worth talking about, worth shouting out at the end. That's what we're gonna do. But you heard it here. Joe Meefram's penalty kick and the energy of the football game where me and Michael's moment of the week. And that's where we're going to leave you guys off. Um, again, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back and visiting uh, the ultimate goal. We're going to, me and Michael probably going to be posting once a week. Usually we're going to try to spread the word. Um, I got to talk to Michael about this. We might start, or I was thinking about starting an Instagram page for it, kind of spreading the word. I want as many people listening as possible. So the more we can spread the word, the better. Um, but yeah, tune in next time. I mean, we'll, we'll have another we'll have uh, another episode coming up next week. We'll kind of talk about the same things and we'll start getting some interviews. Um, when I make the Instagram page, I'll probably put this out more. But if there's a specific interview anybody wants to see, uh, we you can reach out to me. You can uh, well, like I said, with the Instagram, it'll be a little easier that way. But um, yeah, we'll plan on doing some interviews and some more interesting topics and some more interesting guests. And we'll just we're just gonna go from here. This is kind of our project for the rest of the year. And we're gonna make it count, Michael. Uh, last thoughts? I'm just, uh, I just have to say, go goals. Go goals. It's a great day to be a goal. That's what you hear heard here first. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya.